Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bing bong, ba ba bing bing bong, bing da bing a bong, ba doo bing bing bong, bing da bing 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 Ah, oh, come on, mate. Now, I'm, now I was now I'm not feeling very good about myself. Oh. England's experiencing heat waves. It's hitting forty degree days or yeah, whatever. I know. And I'm freezing here, mate. I, I wish know. we had that kind of global war that I wasn't know. happening here. We need to turn here. the heater off. You can hear it in the recording. Nah, it's, it's fine. not very. It's not very. Me and Mason turn it on all the time, and either you can't hear it, or Collins who edits this does something to edit it out. You can edit out a consistent noise in a in a thing. It's a thing. Oh, it's poor Collins. It's like a it's noise long suffering. Removal. Yes, he's even more suffering in the forty degree heat. That's true. I know a friend of mine who is a poet, Joanna Bennett mm-hmm. from Tatterhood. She was saying, "Yes, it's very hot there." And wow, I, that's a really great insight. <laughs> Her no. poetry must be amazing. <laughs> anyway. What else did she say? <laughs> anyway. What is wet? <laughs> Incredible. Oh giggles tonight. I'm really going to giggles tonight. <laughs> no, so she was telling me um, about how hot it was and how hard it was with her kids and everything. And I suggested that she freeze watermelon. And I think it's really That's a, a good, good idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Yeah, you can put like paddle pops in little pieces of watermelon and stick them in the freezer. You don't even need popsicle makers, you we call don't. them icy poles here, which my friends from the UK find hilarious. <laughs> They're hilarious with their stupid <laughs> popsicles. Yeah, popsicles. I feel like they I couldn't think of another more, thing. <laughs> they sound much more jaunty than icy poles. Icy that's poles true. are kind of odd. Anyway, but that's a recommendation if you're swelter in there. Anything else that you would say to people who are experiencing 40 degrees for the first time? Wear old hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. So the trick of hot weather is you've got to beat the heat. <laughs> Mean? You gotta, you gotta make sure you gotta stay cool. <laughs> you beat it with a stick. No, Claire, that would be that'd be hot. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stay cool. Do you know what I mean? Like with what? Stay though? out of the heat. <laughs> Keep cool. You know. My major recommendation was don't do very much. Yeah. No, I'm just saying Pretty beat the it. heat. <laughs> All right. Just don't. God, you're so annoying. <laughs> Why are you so annoying tonight? I don't know. Like towels, ice, like uh, like cold towels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, minimize activity, keep really hydrated. You just got to, I mean, especially there because they're not built for it. You just got to sit in it, unfortunately. Yeah, you And it will really eventually do. pass. Fans just are actually stay, yeah, really and good. And stay hydrated. Yeah. Like you'll be, su- like, not be surprised. Like you, you, it'll just, it'll just rip the moisture right out of you. <laughs> you got to beat the heat, Claire. <laughs> The major thing, actually, I reckon, is I always think that fans are overrated, but they're really not. No, they're not. And they can do a lot. Like if you get a couple of standing fans, you'll be right, mate. A couple of standing yeah, fans. Yeah, I mean, it's not as good and as And you a... lie around in your main yeah. sitting room with those of them on rotation yeah. with a bit of a wet towel, fine. It's not as good as, as, as an family. air con, but it'll, it'll, it'll do. No, but, yeah, but I feel like at a certain point air con just – Carks it. Yeah, that's true. Or evaporative well. cooling even yeah, before no good. that. Yeah. yeah, so the fans actually do a massive amount of God, um, man, cool. we have cooling. I've never had cooling like before <laughs> moving here and last year we got cooling put in. My God, changed my entire world, Claire. Talk about beating the heat. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> like I didn't even feel – you don't even feel the heat. Like you, you go outside and you're like, oh, God. 
And then you come inside, you're like, this is normal. I feel fine. I'll wear <laughs> jeans. Yeah. That has been my gift to you. I appreciate Temperature it. controlled environment. That's right. Which is your peak environment. It's true. On a different note, shall we get on with the show? Who are we? Who are you? I'm not sure. I'm Suggestible. No, I'm Claire Sonji. I'm Jack Suggestible. <laughs> and this is my wife, Jane Suggestible. <laughs> Correct. Jack and Jane. I thought it was Jack and Jill. No, Claire. Wouldn't that be Jill? I mean, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my name is Claire Dodi. James Clement is here also as always. We are married. This is a suggestible podcast, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read and listen to. And uh, usually we go two each. And uh, sometimes I say gentleman's first to this old boot. So I think I'll say it today. Okay. Go on. Happy to do that, Claire. Great. I'm going to sip my pretend hot chocolate. Yeah, I had a sip of that. You accused me of drinking terrible fake food. I never tried this one before. It's a new choice. Bad choice. Tasted like rat poison with... Nutrisweet in it. That's how I think all of the things that you eat taste. So you know. So I uh, I watched a movie that I was I've been looking for forward oh, to for a long a new hobby for you. time. That's right. I thought I'd do something <laughs> a different. New activity. Do you know what my most anticipated movie is for the rest of the year, oh, Claire? I don't know. What it's is that? It? There's a no, Downton Abbey. No, Claire. Fuck all that. There's a new <laughs> Predator movie coming out to streaming. It's oh. called Prey, and I love the Predator. I love half of the Predator movies. I should say. And I'm just really looking forward to it. It's set in like the 1700s and like with like there's a Native American woman who's like to fight a predator and shit. I'm so excited, Claire. I'm really <laughs> excited for it. I shouldn't be, but it's also the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is an excellent movie. I recommended it last week. It's got uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it if you haven't Ooh. seen it. Anyways. When's it coming out? Uh, August 5th, so after we're on break. Ooh, so you can watch it on your holiday oh, break. Oh, we'll be watching it on our holiday break. I know. Uh, anyways, uh, The Black Phone is directed by Scott Derrickson, who d- directed the first Doctor Strange movie, not the latest one. He left that one. He's also got a, um, he's got a background in horror. And written by C. Robert Cargill, who uh, is longtime collaborator. And here's the synopsis, Claire. Here he goes. Finney Shaw is a shy <laughs> but clever 13-year-old boy who is being held in a soundproof basement by a sad- sadistic... Masked killer. Oh, when good. A, You're recommending something hopeful and cheerful. Ah, <laughs> this is good, Claire. It's really good. When a disconnected phone on the wall starts to ring, he soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murderer's previous victims, and they're dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to him. So it stars Mason Thomas uh, as, the, as the lead, uh, Madeline McGraw, who his, is his sister, who has like a weird, like shining telepath, telepathic kind of ability, and Ethan Hawke as the serial killer. It's amazing. Uh, it's just incredible performances. Ethan Hawke, obviously, like he does, he plays a really like, he's got like different masks that he wears. He's just a really spooky and unsettling uh, performance. But the kid's also excellent, really good, like really kind of natural performances. You really, you really believe it. It's kind of like a mix between like The Shining and It, if you've seen it, or Misery. Oh, good. Oh, uh, good. It's set also in 1978. So it's, you know, it's got that kind of vintage feel. Claire, so you can't just look on a Google map and find where the killer is. You know what I mean? You can't do any of that. Not in 1978, Claire. So he's (laughs) this dude. He's called the Grabber. He like snatches kids off the street like young men. Oh, God. And then, yeah. And so, and then what seems to be happening is that they're calling the phone from beyond the grave to speak to the latest boy who's been kidnapped and some of which he knows and some of which Hang on, what? he doesn't. He's calling the phone beyond the grave like the kid is dead. Yeah, no, sorry. The kid who got kidnapped 
He's being held in the house by the serial killer. Yes. There's a disconnected old phone on the wall. Oh, the yes. black phone, if you will, for lack of a better phrase, what to call it. <laughs> but it rings and he can talk to the dead. Well, what's... Okay, and the, to the dead kids that have been Yeah, and they previously. try to assist him because they've all tried different methods to escape or, and all these kinds of things. And, they, and so he's using that to kind of to, to work his way out of it. It's really like it's really pared back. It's not like a super like high intense like act like – thriller horror sorry it is a thriller it's not like a really intense horror movie there's not really a lot of like blood blood and gore but it's real it's really terrific like really suspenseful um i just i i was really looking forward to because I, I like all the people who who work on this and it just it was just great it was just really really i think you would even like it too because it's like a horror movie but it's not like terrifying at the same time it's it's just like it's got like a really satisfying narrative it all kind of fits together really well like the supernatural elements uh, are there but they're not like too over the top it's it's really captures that 1978 like depressing grim vibe of like you know a small town kind of under siege and and on that kind of thing you know when like it's an era where there's no like real dna testing or anything there's no cameras anywhere and there's a lot of just like incompetent cops that are just like we don't know we didn't see him snatch the kids so we don't know who did it there's just a dude driving around a van with a mask on they're like we don't know we don't know who can be doing oh it. Oh, God, I know. But it's just – it's and they don't – like there's a bunch of stuff that they don't kind of – you know, they only lean into things that are important. Like you don't get the killer's backstory and all that kind of thing. Like you get hints of what might kind of be going on there, but you kind of don't really need to know that. I'm sure – because this is successful and, you know, you might get a prequel movie down the line that's like the Snatcher Origins or whatever. But at the moment it just – it stands alone as this. It's, it's still in cinemas, but I think by now it's – I think it's streaming or very close to being if it's not already. I uh, I highly recommend this. You All should, right. If you like this kind of thing, you know, like your Stephen King's and your what. Actually, I think it's actually based off a book by Stephen King's son, I believe, <gasps> whose name What's is Joe something. I'm a boy on a phone in a basement. Yes, it's called I'm a Boy on the Phone in a Basement. Oh, yeah, it's by great... Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Oh. Yeah, who's a writer and he's a comic writer and all that kind of thing. And he looks like interesting. They both have nouns as their surnames. They certainly do. Uh, why and is he's... he not Stephen? Why is he not? I think he wanted to make his way like by himself. I assume. Also, okay. Joe Hill is fifty, which means how the fuck old is Stephen King? Is he alive, Stephen King? Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. Oh, mm. see, interesting. I've never even seen what his face looks like. Stephen King. No. Yeah, he looks like this. What does he look like? That's Joe Hill and that's Stephen Oh, King. I see. Oh, they've got a similar vibe, similar glasses going they on. They do, yeah. Interesting. I saw an interesting uh, interview with Stephen King. It was more recently where he's like, you know, when you came when you came out and he was so prolific, so many books, just constantly, and um, so many of them were being adapted and then it kind of paused for a while and now it's happening again. Uh, kind of like it, like yes. both in metaphor and in real, real life because <laughs> that's what happened with those movies. But um, and he's like, you know, you're criticized for like writing schlock horror and, and whatever. And he's like, what do you think of all that? You know, what do you think of all your critics? And he's like, they're all fucking dead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is like something yeah. that you would say. I'm slowly learning and you've said it to me for years and I'm and someone else said it to me recently. Oh, it's my senior teacher. And I think it's super valuable just that people's reaction to what you make is none of your business. No, kind of. And I really liked that. Mm. And obviously you want to make things that people enjoy, mm. but at the end of the day you make it because you like it and you think it's cool and interesting or funny or whatever. Yeah. And you make it as well as you can and then 
the reactions of the people that you really care about will probably filter through to you. Yeah, definitely. But it's not your business to worry about. No, you, unfortunately, yeah, you can't control any of that. Yeah. No. And it, you know, it can hurt, but that's the way it Correct, goes. Exactly. Yeah. And if you aren't good at making good stuff, but you know. Anyway, I thought that was helpful advice for people who get stuck because I often get really creatively stuck. Sure. And just in life in general, get really bloody worried about what other people think of me. Mm. But as Stephen King said, one day they'll all be dead. They'll be dead. We'll all be dead. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Mm. All right. Also, I just it's still embarrassing little... when you do something embarrassing. You're like, that's oh, so embarrassing. I can't oh. believe I did that. Did that thing 13 years ago. And sometimes I think about it. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. I know. <laughs> I think about that constantly. It's awful. But that's also something our brains do, right? They get thought in mm. stuck in thought loops. Yeah. And it's never like. Usually, oh, remember that really cool thing that I did? That cool thing I did, yeah. <laughs> maybe a, some people have that. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger probably has that. Definitely. Remember all those eggs I ate? Remember, so cool. remember all my big muscles? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, our brains are designed to just hold on to the kind of negative stuff and and loop them. When you notice that you're doing it in a loop, though, it's yeah. helpful. Cause rather Isn't than it fighting, a processing thing as well? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, it would no. be. Totally, it is. But then it's you can get caught in it. That's a whole other you thing. You can. So, yeah. so the the way to kind of combat it is not to fight it, is just to kind of separate a bit from okay. it and go, that's interesting that my brain's remembering this thing. Ah, yeah. Seems, just seems. like without trying to get completely caught up and stuck in it, mm. which kind of is helpful. My turn. Is it my turn? I would love for you to recommend something to All me, right. Jane. <gasps> Did you just call me Jane? That's your name. Right, Jane, Jack. Jane Suggestible. All right, Jackety Jack Jacks. Wow. Here we go. So I have something really cool to recommend this week. I'm <gasps> so excited and super proud. So my sister, Lucianne Tonti, is the fashion editor for the Saturday paper. She also writes a column for the Guardian newspaper in Australia called a Closet Clinic, and it's all about how to care for your clothes because her passion is sustainable fashion yeah. and the future of fashion and caring for our environment and all of those things, and she has written a book. My passion is Spider-Man, but go on. <laughs> well, exactly, mm. but everyone has something they love. It's true. Hers is helping the planet a little more, but that's <laughs> okay. So her book is called Sundressed, and it's her very first one. Now, one of the reasons it's so special, other than the fact that obviously she's my little sister and I'm so proud of her, yeah. she's also much cooler than me and very fashionable mm. as a person. You said little sister like she's 11. Yeah. She's she like- basically, everyone always thinks she's older than me, not because she looks old, but because she's always like, she has a real aura of like, you know, kind of glam and mm. cool, smart, articulate. Anyway. She's awesome. She used to wear a cape for a while in her 20s and I could never pull it off. She completely pulled it off. Was it a cape it or a cloak? No, it was like a sort of a cape, like a, like a coach cape. Do you think it was just amazing. She'd want she's to be sharing, sharing so her, fashion forward. Her co- Kate and Cope. Kate and Cope. <laughs> I'm going to say fashion secrets, her yeah. past fashion secrets. Well, yeah, because that's what this book is all about. Yeah. So it's about the future of fashion, obviously, and a deep look at natural fibres and why they're the answer to the climate crisis or well, fashion yes. climate crisis, really. Because as as we all know, we are living at a time where the climate is a cri- at crisis point and particularly the fashion industry is a huge polluter and problematic in this area. Yeah. And so Luce's book looks at the natural fibres. So I'll read a little bit of the blurb because I'm not explaining it very well. But really, before I get to that, I just wanted to say that in between her deep research, which is fascinating in and of itself, Mm. she also has these beautiful vignettes of her clothes and her love of her clothes. And she's always been so 
great with clothes and fabrics. Mm. She really loves cherishing them. She buys beautifully tailored clothes that then she, you know, wears and wears for a really long time. Yeah. And she's really instilled in me that idea that we should be nurturing our clothes and caring for them like we care for so many other things in our lives. Absolutely, Um, yeah. And that actually that's part of the answer to this fast fashion movement is to reclaim what we used to have, which is that idea of mending and cherishing and buying clothes that are made with really high quality fabrics that aren't blended with polyester. And because actually, like for instance, at the moment you're wearing a woolen top that I bought you. It's true. It's right? a flat, f- not a flannel. It's a thermal. Yeah, it's a thermal, but it's it's merino wool, and you've been wearing it so much this winter because it's super breathable. It doesn't. Yeah, you bought it for the snow, but I've just been like, well, I'm gonna wear this all t- all the time, all times. Yeah, because yeah. and I have a beautiful warm. Um, it's kind of like a big long cardigan that I wear. That's wool, mm. pure wool, and it's just I wear it every morning. And it's so cozy and breathable. It doesn't make you sweat. It doesn't smell. And it's so lovely to wear. Yeah. And I think that that's what her point is, that we should be finding clothes that we fall in love with, that we yes. keep for a long time. And it, like, and it is, I mean, it's easier enough. It's easier to say like, hey, buy something more expensive, like up top. But it's not always, always about no. even. And it's, it could be secondhand or, and obviously it does save you money in the long term because you're not just buying yeah, exactly. Crap stuff online. Yeah, and one of her other pieces of advice was that we should be loving the wardrobe we have. Yeah, okay. So rather than, yes, vintage shopping is also a really good way of doing it, but going into our cupboard and really looking carefully at what we already have, mending the things that we can, repairing or mm. maybe even changing the shape or getting them tailored, okay. the clothes that we already have, which I think is a beautiful thing to think about. And I've started also thinking about my wardrobe as a legacy for my daughter as well. Yeah, And okay. possibly my son too, yeah. the clothes he wants to wear as well. And so that in of itself is also beautiful, which is a, a lost art. People used to do that, you know, for generations, pass on beautiful tailored Absolutely, garments. Yeah. It's just that in this kind of fast pace that we're living in, things just seem to be able to be thrown away so much more easily, mm. which we know cannot go on forever because it's damaging our environment. Anyway, I'll read a little bit about the blurb of Please. this book. So, Lucien Tonti looks beyond sustainable fashion to a future remade by Natural Fibres, an exploratory deep dive into the art and industry of clothing and an ode to the possibilities in nature. Sundressed is an accessible, engaging and optimistic challenge to designers, farmers and business to think bigger. If we grasp their potential, natural fibres will revolutionise more than the way we dress. Regenerative farming of fibres like cotton, wool, flax and cashmere can restore biodiversity, soils and water cycles, making it possible to create beautiful clothes while improving the environment. Tonti introduces the farms and fashion houses that are changing the industry. She uncovers a growing hive of activity worldwide from mulberry groves in China and cotton collectors in California to Mongolian goat herds and Australian sheep farmers. Lucianne's extensive research in sustainability is interwoven with her insights and personal experiences in fashion houses internationally. With a designer's eye for detail and an insider's understanding of the market, Lucianne shows us where our clothes come from and why it matters. Nice. I just, and I know I'm her sister, so I'm a bit biased, but it's beautifully written. Absolutely and, it is, yeah. Yeah. She's been working on it for? A really long a, time. At least, what, 
two to three weeks. <laughs> she's about a year. Yeah, yeah. Overall. I mean, obviously, on top of yeah, all the, all the work research she's done, she's been done previously. And yeah. and she's yeah. going to be featured in Australian Vogue as well, which oh. is really exciting. And so the cover art is stunning, and it's by an artist called Rosie McGuinness, who works at the point where fashion drawing meets life drawing. So her work's been featured in Dior, in Vogue, the New York Times, with Penguin Books, um, Atelier 27, Kinfolk and so many other places. And people who are really interested in fashion and in art will recognise her work. It's really iconic. So I love the cover art as well. So this is a beautiful book I think that would be perfect for someone who is really interested in fashion in your life Mm. but also would be a really great gift for someone who is has an environmental interest. It's very accessible, Claire. I think so. I know I'm biased, but it's beautifully written too and I'm so excited for it. Seems her. like a wonderful gift you could get for somebody also. I, or just like not even for your, their birthday, just like a, here's a book you can read. <laughs> yeah, so it's now out in stores. You can buy it online at Booktopia in Australia and it is going to be available in the US and the UK as well. Nice. And I really recommend um, going over to follow Lucy Antoine. Find her work in The Guardian, especially if, like me, you're challenged with how to care for your clothes, which is the flip side of this, right? Like if you invest in your wardrobe to make them last, you really have to understand how to look after your clothes. And so Luce gives lots of great tips at her closet clinic over there as well. Wonderful. Yay. Now, my understanding is that this book is available at all major bookstores, but in addition to that, because by the time people hear this, it will definitely be out, is that uh, it's also available in ebook as well. Is that also true? Yes, correct, it is. Wow. It's good to know that all of these <laughs> things are accessible both physically and digitally, and that will be linked at the very top below. It will. Yeah. It totally will. And I just, oh, on one other little tiny point about this book, it's dedicated to my dad. Mm. And now my dad, as most listeners know, I think passed away, is it eight years ago now? Seven years ago. Really bad at time. Yeah, eight years. Nearly eight yeah. years. Yeah. And he was a writer. And I feel so keenly how proud he would be yeah. of my sister. Mm. And I just, I just feel like... He's around mm. this week, you know, and I I remember I was talking to my mum about this. There was this tiny memory for me when I was, I must have been in grade five and I won a poetry competition at mm. our local council yeah. and I was sitting next to dad and his writing was his life and he just, he loved words and the, the sort of soundtrack to my childhood was his like tapping on the keyboard, yeah. <laughs> just constantly whirring away and um I remember I, they announced my name and there were all these other adults in the room and I was sort of the only kid in the competition. And oh, I really? Yeah, and I won. And obviously I'd made the judge laugh or something. And he turned around and my dad wasn't a huge hugger. Yeah. And he gave me the biggest hug I think I've ever gotten and did this little jig. Yeah. And it was just, I could just <laughs> tell he like stood right up and he was like yeah. a tall guy. He just stood right up while everyone else was sitting down and just was clapping with these big, had these huge <laughs> hands and he had this really big clap. My dad was a really loud person yeah, and just was like clapping and just so proud of me and I just can't help but think how proud he is of my sister. 100%. You know, and yeah. I, I want to convey that um, to her because the book launches on Thursday. Yeah. So... If she's listening to this, I just wanted to know how proud I am of her and I know how proud our dad is. And our mum is beside herself. Oh, absolutely. She's like ringing around local bookstores. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just really exciting. So, anyway, I wanted to share that news. It's really – it's super cool. It's really great. Yeah, mm. it is. It's and, and it's also just really beautifully written. Yeah, book. it is. That's very easy to talk about. Mm. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, what's your, what's your next one? Well, Claire, now I feel like an idiot because I don't have any kind of heartfelt <laughs> uh, book that my, any of my siblings read. That's the, that's, the, that's the pace of this show, James. I recommend something beautifully written and heartfelt and then you recommend horror. Yeah, that's right. Now, this isn't horror. Nah, no, not this week, Claire. This week I'm recommending a Netflix movie. It's called The Sea Beast. Oh, I heard that you watched this. I oh, did. Weekend. We had a movie night uh, while you were out gallivanting around I know, town. Who knows out what so you're up to? At the moment. So uh, you know, Claire, I'm on the sea beast diet. <laughs> you see beasts and you eat them. What mm. does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. I don't know why you said that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you're in really silly mood, Claire. <laughs> This is a movie directed by Chris Williams. You might be like, who's Chris Williams? Well, he directed the movie Big Hero 6. He also directed, co-directed the movie Moana. Oh. He also directed the movie The Sea Beast. And I'm on The Sea Beast Diet, Claire. Uh, because this story is about a young girl. <laughs> a young girl who stows away on a ship of a legendary sea monster hunter turning his life upside down as they venture into uncharted waters. It does sound a little like Moana. It is a bit, up, like, it is a bit yeah. of Moana. You're welcome. There's no songs though. Da, 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 Zero da, da, songs. Da, da, da. Oh, what's their point even? Nah, it's good. This stars Carl Urban. People oh. might know recently from The Boys. He was Dread in Dread 2020, 2012. 2020, 2012. He was in the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Also the son of Keith Urban. He's not the son of Keith <laughs> Urban. No. Do you know Carl Urban? Great Aussie country rock uh, icon. Name one Keith Urban Married song. Married to Nicole Kidman. Name a Keith Urban song. My name is Keith Urban and I like to wear a turban occasionally. <laughs> nah, if he weren't a, wore a I'd turban. I'm drinking some bourbon. He can't drink bourbon. Turban. Keith Urban is sober because <laughs> he's a known Drug addict, oh, so oh. he lives. He lives a very straight edged oh, life. Sorry. And if he wore a turban to one of his country and western shows, <laughs> somebody would probably shoot him. My name is Keith Urban, and I don't wear a turban. turban. I also don't drink bourbon. And, I'm still learning, and I love freedom. Uh, this is Carl Urban. You know Carl Urban? Yes, I yeah, do. He's cool. He's good. He's he great. He's cool. What else is he in? The, the three things that I named. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't uh, listening. I was singing <laughs> Keith Urban's song in my head. His iconic His song. His bones in Star Trek. Here are, some, here are some pictures of some roles that Keith Urban's son has played. <gasps> yes. I reckon. He's New Zealand. Was he, in, he was in Lord of the Rings. Yes, I said that. Yes. <laughs> God damn it, Claire. Gotcha. Gotcha, uh, mate. He was gotcha. in Thor Ragnarok as well. What else and, rhymes with Urban? Turban, Urban, Kerbin, Slurban, Fervin. No, can't think of anything else. Durban? Durban? Urban? That's not a word. Urban, bourbon, <laughs> turban. That's it. Zurban? Flurban. E-urban. <laughs> Zurban. What, what word rhymes? <laughs> suburban? Oh, suburban. How could I not have thought of that? Wow. Uh, Incredible. My name is Keith Urban and I like to wear a turban. I also drink bourbon but not really. No, he doesn't. And I don't live in – I'm not suburban. 
No, I might I'm be really suburban. That he probably up. lives on a ranch that he doesn't run. Yeah, uh, he definitely does. I'm on uh, rhymezone.com. What other words? We've got suburban, bourbon, durban, turban, inter, interurban, oh. urban with an E. Oh. And then that, there are 100 ratings. Right. We're going okay. down to 92 here. Okay. Certain, version, oh, burden. No, but that's not quite Ridiculous. Right, you can't have a 92% rhyming <laughs> rating. It either but, you rhymes know, if you were writing a song, you would kind of put those words in because yeah, they have give a it similar the rhyme. Yeah. You could. Anyway, you could. God bless you, Keith Urban, whatever yeah. the songs are that you do. Uh, right. It also stars Zaris Angel Hattor. It stars Jared Harris also. Now, have you ever seen any of the movies, How Many Dragons Are There? Yes, I've seen that one. What's There's so many dragons. <laughs> There's so many dragons. Is this enough dragons for How you? To wear, How to train your dragons. How to train your dragons. How to, to wear your dragon. Drink bourbon in a turban. That's right. Yes. Uh, now, this is basically, to, for a lack of a, uh, a, a let's just uh, comprehensively, if I was just to like, in a nutshell, it's, how to Train Your Dragon, but Sea Creatures. It's uh-huh. also a bit like, as you mentioned, it's a little bit Moana. It's Pirates of the Caribbean-esque. It's about like, it's got like mythical creatures and, and big spectacular sea battles and monarchy, the monarchy ruin, ruining everything, but maybe it's capitalism, Claire. Oh, no. Maybe it's capitalism. It's not capitalism. Um, it's quite whimsical, though, and it's very funny. It's got, good, it's got a good message. It's got good heart. And, oh. again, like Netflix have done some really – like got some really great animated films like this I loved. I love Mitchells versus the Machines. I can probably think of a third example if I spin my wheels long enough and I haven't. But if you're uh, – yeah, I, I think if, if you're looking for like a, for like a good, you know, a pretty solid um, animated movie to watch with your kids or even if you just like animated movies, you know, pretty fun storytelling of like mythical beasts and the like, maybe you should check this out. And Why? While you're there, see if you yes. can figure out another word that rhymes with urban. Correct. That we haven't thought about. Exactly. Assertion? Mm. Mm, that's not quite right, is it? No. Herman? Herman. This is a little Keith Urban for you. Nice. I'm Keith Urban. I like Uma Thurman. I also <laughs> don't wear a turban. I hate this. Sometimes I don't drink bourbon, but mostly not. I don't ever actually Do you consider anymore. this song a subversion? <laughs> I'm often sort of a suburban. I'm not about uh, gay conversion, which is good. <laughs> That's good. I'm constantly learning. <laughs> this is great. About being Keith Urban. All right, we need to stop this. Okay. I've noticed it in this Keith Urban song. He's certainly not singing very much. I know. It? It's the number one popular Keith Urban song in Spotify, but he's not in it. Maybe it's one of those ones that sampled. 151 million. Incredible. 8.3 million monthly listens. Yeah, that's all me because I love whatever that song was. <laughs> anyway, it's on Netflix. It's free because Netflix is free. Just steal an account from somebody else, look through your neighbor's window, figure out the password. This is terrible. Watch it. It's all free. Right. Netflix Excellent. don't mind. They that's love not- bleeding money. Goodness gracious me. You got one more recommendo? I certainly do. I certainly do. This is from you, actually, this recommendation. Because obviously. Is it for everyone to shut up? (laughs) No. (laughs) God, I like people talking. God, you're such a bloody grump. I know. You just want to be left alone in your own quietude. Yeah. Anyway, but you did recommend a super funny movie to me and I really enjoyed it. It's called The Heat. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. And now I'm I'm slowly making my way through some action movies. That's good. Because people said to me, Claire, Claire, 
You were wrong about not liking action movies and so I'm trying to be proved wrong. And so far, yes, I have been proved wrong. I will say that The Heat, I'll go and explain what it's about and then I will tell you my opinion. FBI agent Sarah, played by Sandra Bullock, comes to Boston to track an elusive drug lord and bag a promotion for herself. However, before she can interrogate a lead, she must deal with Mullins, played by Melissa McCarthy, another cop who likes to go solo, solo. 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 No, so I don't know. That's from a song. I can't remember what song. Anyway, uh, it's ri- it's directed by Paul Feig and written by Ki- written by Katie Dippold. Mm. I'm such a silly mood tonight. Can't figure it out. Anyway, other people that star in it: are Damien Bichir, Marlon Wayans, and Michael Rappaport. Oh, rap! Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah I, I know said all that. these people because I've seen I this. I really movie. concentrate to say his name, Rappaport. <laughs> anyway, f- initial reactions. Bloody funny. Yes. Like Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, amazing chemistry. But Melissa McCarthy, bloody hilarious. And just the amount of lines that was so good. I just, I loved the pace of it. I thought it was great. There are some fairly, like, there's a lot of, like, anti-Albino content. I do know. Boy, is there. They go hard really on the anti-Albino content. I, I felt yeah. like it's very funny, but there is some very racist and, yeah, sort of, not very nice jokes in it. No. However, there's some very funny stuff too. It's quite mean. It's I love very how mean. mean. Melissa McCarthy is so mean. And She's I love so mean. mean. I love mean, like unhinged Miss Melissa McCarthy. She's so, so mean. Fun. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel it like. It actually makes me chuckle, like out loud. I go, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Do you know what I think I liked about it too? I can see why you love it because you love some mean comedy. And so it really, I like that about it. That it's yeah. like incredible. And she just goes so far and it's excellent. And I think Sandra Bullock plays an excellent straight woman. Yeah, she's to great. That, yeah. Which is really cool and very paired back in lots of ways, which is like very repressed and it's mm. quite hilarious and fun. I did fall asleep towards the end, but that's no shade on the heat. I just always fall asleep. Yeah, you say you're working your way through movies. Does that mean you're going to be doing like 20 minutes at a time every night? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you mean? Really working hard at this watching of the movies thing. Anyway, it's from 2013. So that actually made me think, okay, now I just don't think you would make some of those jokes. No, probably not. But, no. The, the, you know, everything, there's a context to everything when you watch it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it was particularly some of the racist stuff I mm. thought was pretty terrible in poor taste. And I still thought there's a lot to love about it. Mm. And it's a real romp and a fun time. Yeah. Wow, I can't wait for you to finish it. You can give us your final thoughts next week. <laughs> but people can, if they have thoughts about this show, they can leave their final thoughts mm-hmm. as a review, Claire. You can oh, actually do really? it in-app. You open up your app of choice, whatever you're listening to this on, except if you're at bigsandwich.co where we have a bunch of bonus content, Claire. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, but, if, the, for example, uh, Mr. Cashback has done this, given us a five-star review. Thank you so much. You said five stars. Uh, nice, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I enjoy this. So that's all you need. And then you have no <laughs> idea what that means to us. It means the it absolute means the world to the us. World. The world. It uh, actually does. Do you have a little tour for us? I do. If you would like to write into Suggestible Pod with a recommendation or a comment. Why would I write in? I'm on the show, Claire. What, what right. would be the purpose of me writing in? Oh, I'd have to bring more recommendations. All right, calm down. Calm, Ridiculous. Calm your little farm over there. Ridiculous. Relax your little horses. Oh, my Bring horses. in your little sheepies. I'll bring them in. I'll bring calm them. down. Can I read my letter now? I would love Are to hear it. Are you calm? Is it from Are me? Are you listening? No, yeah. it's from lovely Emily. Okay. So listen. Hi, both. Hey. Thanks, mate. My partner and I are long-time listeners of the podcast and are big fans. Yes. Capital big fans. 
We listen loyally each week as well as to the Weekly Planet and they are major highlights, particularly when life's a bit rubbish. Oh, mate. I have a recommendation. It's a game on the Switch called Chicory, a colourful tale. It's so fun and wholesome. You play as a character that, without any spoilers, suddenly gets put in a position with a lot of responsibility and how they deal with that along with big emphasis on mental health, the importance of friends, self-belief, apologising and forgiveness. This looks really fun and bright and colourful cool. and cool. Yeah, that's what she said. The world is entirely black and white, but you colour it in as you go oh. and can go wild with the colours. The characters in the game are very charming and well thought out. I really enjoyed playing it alone, but I think it would be a great one to play with kids, particularly as it's split into defined chapters so you don't get stuck playing it for too long. Oh. I'm not sure what age it would be suitable for as I don't have any kids in my life and some of the scenes can be a bit scary. Yeah, gotcha. Perhaps I'm a wimp. But overall, I think it's a great game to play, chat about and enjoy in a group. Thanks so much for the lovely podcast. Have a lovely break over August. We'll really miss you. All the best, Emily. Thank you so much, Emily. And what a delight this game looks. It looks real. I love like fun little indie games and especially ones that like I've never, ever heard of. There's just so yeah, many chicory. games. That sounds cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. I really like the art style and yeah. all the little animations that are going on in this. Oh, so fun. All right. Well, that'll be really fun. Thank you so much, Emily, for writing in. Really appreciate it. You can just hit us up at suggestedpod at gmail.com. And as Emily did mention, we are going on break for August. Yes, we're going to keep mentioning that because people will be asking us what's going on there. I know. Now, Big Sandwich, our subscription service, will still be running. That's right. With some content that you've pre-recorded. That's right. Well, you are recording it. Yeah, we are recording. You are recording it. Mm. Now, the Facebook group Planet Broadcasting Great Mates is also going on hiatus. Just a little pause for a month. Yes. Um. We had to really convince our wonderful colleagues, who is our editor, to go on break. But I really think he needs a, he's a good rest. We all need a good rest. Rest is a really important May. thing. Yeah, rest is really important. And so our whole team is going on a little rest. However, there will be the subgroups that are still around through Facebook. And also there's Reddit and another platform that I didn't recognise. But is There's a bunch of other, uh, what yeah, is it, Discord or something? Discord, yeah. yeah. Discord will still be there. Um, Twitter will obviously still be there, but we won't be posting anything. So there's lots of ways to still connect with the group. It's just, and the feed will still have some episodes uploading, but they will be older content. Yes, that's or right. Or little samples of Big Sandwich stuff that's bits already and, been pre-recorded. Bits of this and that, that's right. Bits of this and that. So we're really going to miss everyone on our break, but I do think it's the first time you've taken a really long break in a really long time. So I'm really looking forward to it. And just as a side note, I I decided we should do it after I saw Brene Brown posted she was taking her team off for three whole months because mm. she really deeply believed that everyone needed a good rest. And I know it's a privilege, but I do think that with everything that's happening in the world, it can be so overwhelming and sometimes social media and all of that stuff, it, we could just forever be going on 24 hours a day, right, without stopping. Do you ever feel like, Claire, that maybe, you know, that too much social media, you know? So annoying. You look around and you're like, everyone's looking at their phones. So do, you ever think, do you ever feel like that? So annoying. Do you ever feel like of that? Of course I do, James. Don't be so annoying. You're just like making fun of my I'm not Claire. I'm with about you. the state of things. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, I do think that. So this is what I think I thought would be really good. And so the whole team are getting a little break. That's right. But we will be back. So, yes. Time to We're, look the, up the very, from our phones, James. Look at the The very sky. first day of September, if that is the first Correct. day back. Yes, exactly. Mm. So hopefully Which is a Thursday. So I guess we will be back on a Thursday, yeah. the very first day of yeah, September. Yeah, September. We can tell you all about our little holiday. Yeah, because you want to hear it. You'll absolutely want to know I know. That's the to. worst, isn't it? It's the, the worst, worst for people. It's like everyone's in Europe at the moment. Do you want to hear about my holiday? 
No, <laughs> I don't. Do you want to see any pictures? No. That's worse. That's way worse. <laughs> no. Oh, no. you've compiled. Oh, you've, you're going to do it together. Great. Really good oh. stuff. But if I look at your Instagram, all right, I'll, I'll glance and I'll go, great. Anyways, look forward to our Instagram. Well, you know what I will say? People tend to enjoy you talking about holidays because you just complain about them the whole time. Well, they should be better. <laughs> All right, let's go. This has been Suggested Pod. Thank you to Collins for editing this week's episode. Thank and you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.